Hello, and welcome to Dialogues in Dermatology. I'm Dr. Todd Schlesinger, your Editor-in-Chief. We have another exciting podcast for you today. We hope that you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Dialogues in Dermatology. I'm your dermatology host, Dr. Carlos Garcia from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Today, we are going to interview Dr. Kelsey Nussbaum, who authored a paper titled Cutaneous Manifestations of Chimeric Antigen Receptor T-Cell Therapy, an Introduction for Dermatologists. This paper was published in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology in July 2021. She received the highest research award among her graduating class for a project investigating quality of light domains in pyoderma gangrenosum. At this point in her career, she is interested in complex medical dermatology and dermatopathology. Good morning, Dr. Nussbaum. Hi, thank you so much for having me here today. Thank you for being here. And uh, let's get into this. You published a paper in the JAD uh, 2021, I think it was uh, July, about the uh, chimeric antigen receptor T cell therapy. And I must admit that until reading that paper, I didn't know what it is. So let's start with the basic. Can you tell us what is a chimeric antigen receptor T cell? Yeah, sure. I think in order to have a better understanding of this topic, it is definitely helpful to start with talking about the underlying mechanism of this therapy. So a chimeric antigen receptor T cell, also known as CAR-T, is a genetically engineered T cell designed to recognize a specific tumor antigen of interest for use in this very exciting new branch of immunotherapy. So to briefly get into the details here, the specialized receptor on CAR-T cells is comprised of four major components. So the first and most importantly component is this extracellular antigen sensing domain. So this is what recognizes the tumor antigen of interest. It consists of a variable heavy and light chain of a monoclonal antibody uh, connected by a flexible linker molecule. So interestingly, the first targeted antigen for this was CD19, which as you all probably know is expressed on normal and malignant B cells and was found to be used with quite impressive efficacy in B-cell malignancies. Over the last decade or so, many other biomarkers on both solid and hematologic malignancies have materialized as potential targets for CAR T-cells. So it's becoming quite exciting of a field. Other components of the CAR T-cell include a hinge domain, which connects the antigen sensing domain to a transmembrane domain, which is then fused to the intracellular signaling domain. So this intracellular signaling domain is composed of CD3, which as you probably know, is a normal antigen bound on T cells, which when activated is what actually leads to transcription and activation of the T cells. So whereas the first generation cars consisted solely of the CD3 molecule, subsequent generations are getting a little bit fancier. So they've added additional co-stimulatory domains such as CD28 and OX40, which in all just leads to more enhanced proliferation and activation of the T cells and a more durable response. 
Perfect. And this kind of therapy, where is it done and how is it done? If you have a patient with any of these malignancies. Yeah. So as I mentioned, it's an emerging branch of immunotherapies currently with promising treatment for refractory or relapse malignancies. And it utilizes a precision medicine approach to genetically engineer the patient's own T cells to target the specific antigen on tumor cells, which then can lead to immune-mediated destruction of the tumor cells. So kind of more specifically, the patient's own T cells are removed via leukophoresis. And then once they're removed, they're tailored to express a specific antigen recognition domain, otherwise known as the CAR, which I described previously on their surface. So this is actually done in the lab. So in the lab, they insert the gene for the specialized receptor. And then the gene that encodes the CAR protein is then expressed on the surface of the patient's T cells. So once all of this is done in the lab and the T cells undergo genetic modification, they are then activated and expanded and actually produces millions of CAR T cells, which are then reinfused into the body. And once in the body can recognize and bind to the tumor cell antigens leading to their destruction. It's mostly been done in the clinical trial setting. However, more recently, CAR T cell therapy is becoming more widely available in other clinical settings. Perfect. Now, we already have T cells ready to fight infections and cancers. How are these CAR T cells different? Do they offer any advantages for fighting tumors? Yes, definitely. So the immune system is a normal, important defense against tumor progression. However, what usually happens is tumor cells can develop immunological tolerance, which actually enables the tumor cells to evade detection by our normal immune system. Uh, however, the CAR T cells have these inherent characteristics that allow them to recognize the tumor cells as foreign and, and enable better destruction of the cells. So for one, they can recognize tumor antigens independently of the major histocompatibility complex. Thus, they're not dependent on antigen processing or presentation. And these are cue steps that are often downregulated in malignancies as a process to evade the immune system. Additionally, the antigen binding domain of the CAR T cell has affinity for the target antigen that is actually several magnitudes greater than the normal T cell receptor. So these are definitely important strengths of CAR T cells over our own natural T cells. Interesting. Now, is this kind of therapy available here in the USA? Are these therapies FDA approved? Yeah. So since 2017, there have been six CAR T cell therapies approved by the FDA with many other clinical trials for other agents ongoing. I just looked back, actually, this is actually double the number mentioned in my article as three have been approved in the last year since the article was published. So until recently, as I mentioned, these therapies were really confined to the clinical trial setting, but in the last couple of years, they're becoming much more widely available and even on their way towards becoming a standard treatment for aggressive lymphomas. Mm. Besides lymphomas, what other malignancies can be treated with this technology? So thus far, all approved CAR T-cell therapies are being used to treat hematologic malignancies, including B-cell lymphomas and leukemias, mantle cell lymphoma, and multiple myeloma. The first targeted antigen, as I previously described, was CD19, followed by BCMA, and these are both involved in B-cell activation and proliferation. However, there are a multitude of other biomarkers currently being investigated for quite a variety of other hematologic and solid tumor malignancies.
I see. Now, tell me, how did you decide to research this topic? And why would it be important for us dermatologists to know about this therapy? I came to research this topic actually after working on another project. So we were writing a review chapter on cutaneous toxicities seen in immunotherapies, in particular checkpoint inhibitors and CAR-T. The checkpoint inhibitors had an abundance of information with many reported cases of a variety of associated skin reactions. However, I had quite a bit of difficulty finding cases for the CAR-T section with very few reports in dermatology journals. And this is what prompted me initially to conduct a much deeper search. I think this will become an increasingly important topic for dermatologists as the use of CAR-T cell immunotherapy becomes much more widely available and outside of the research setting. While there were relatively few case reports in the literature, interestingly, there was a notable incident of skin adverse reactions that was reported in the clinical trials of CAR T cell therapy as high as 36%. And so whereas in previous years, most of these patients received CAR T therapy through the clinical trials where oncologists were really the ones managing the associated adverse effects, I think it'll be interesting to see that with more widestream use, dermatologists may start seeing more of these cases. Yes, I I agree. Probably the future will show some light on this. Now, based on this scarcity of data, can you describe the methodology that was used to identify potential cases of skin eruptions associated with this therapy? And what limitations impacted the ability to effectively research this topic? Yeah, so after running into initial difficulty identifying cases, I conducted keyword searches of PubMed and Google Scholar, trying to keep relatively broad search terms to improve the sensitivity of the search. So whereas there were only a couple of case reports dedicated to discussing the cutaneous manifestation specifically, many of the other cases were able to be found by looking more in the oncology journals, describing overall results of major clinical focus, again, where the skin findings weren't the the main thing being discussed, but in most of these publications included lists and descriptions of the adverse effects. So I was able to get quite a bit more data in that way. I also conducted a search of clinicaltrials.gov looking through all of the CAR T-cell clinical trials that had any posted results to identify just incidents and again, descriptions of the cutaneous adverse effects. A major limitation was certainly the lack of detailed descriptions since much of the information was found in oncology publications rather than dermatology journals. So in order to gain a better understanding of this topic, I really think it will be important for physicians to become more aware of the possibility of cutaneous reactions with CAR T-cell therapy, and hopefully that will inspire more detailed reporting in the future. Well, that's uh, very interesting. And what did you find? Can you summarize for us the most common cutaneous manifestations associated with CAR T-cell therapy? Sure. From my search, there was a broad range of reported cutaneous manifestations of CAR-T therapy. So maculopapular eruptions were the most commonly reported morphology, while erythematous rashes, purpura, petechiae, and bullous eruptions were also observed. In one of the cases of the bullous eruptions, they actually did a fluid analysis of the bullae, which contained a predominance of CAR-T cells, showing that the CAR-T cells actually were going into these skin lesions. 
There was also a report of multiple patients with dermatitis herpetiformis in one of the clinical trial publications. However, additional characterization of the morphology and onset was not provided, and the authors of the study were not available when we reached out for further comment, which certainly limited the ability to interpret these findings. Most of these reactions were continued to be minor in severity, resolving spontaneously without specific treatment. However, systemic treatment with steroids was required in a few of the reported grade three reactions. Also interestingly, the latency of the reported reactions was pretty variable, ranging from a few days to several months after treatment, which we thought raised the need to continue keeping treatment toxicity on the differential, even if the patient was not recently infused with CAR-T. Wow, quite a variety of reactions. Do you have any idea of the underlying mechanisms uh, leading to these skin eruptions? So currently our understanding of how the CAR T cells could mediate these skin reactions is rather limited. However, we do have some ideas. CAR T cells are known to induce high levels of inflammatory cytokines, which may lead to cytokine release syndrome, which is actually the most well-described adverse event with this immunotherapy. This often presents with fever, hypotension, and capillary leak. In the more severe cutaneous reactions reported, those grade threes, the patients were actually found to have elevated pro-inflammatory cytokines that accompanied the rash onset. Additionally, on-target off-tumor effects, meaning the action of CAR T-cells on normal tissues that are also displaying the target antigens are another likely mechanism. We thought the significance of this mechanism may vary based on the specific target antigen being used in a patient's therapy. For instance, its role may be more notable with EGFR-directed CAR T-cell therapy, since EGFR is known to be well-distributed in the epidermis and oral mucosa. Finally, there may be some cross-reactivity of the CAR T-cells with normal tissue expressing just similar antigen to what is expressed on the tumor cells. Great. Let me ask you, in other classes of immunotherapies, let's talk about immune checkpoint inhibitors like targeting PD-1, PD-L1, the cutaneous adverse events are associated with improved cancer outcomes and survival. Is this the case for CAR T-cell therapy? This is a very interesting question and one that will ultimately need future dedicated study to answer. So disease outcomes following treatment with CAR T-cell therapy have not yet been studied in the context of these cutaneous reactions. However, we think that it is possible that the skin may provide clues of an effective immune response with therapy. This is a really exciting question for future research. It is. And my final question, Dr. Nosbaum, how can we dermatologists further our knowledge on these skin manifestations and what should we be doing or what should we keep in mind when evaluating a patient with an unknown rash who's receiving CAR-T therapy? Any, any pearls, any advice? Yeah, I think an important next step for dermatologists is simply awareness when evaluating a patient on CAR-T cell therapy that a drug reaction may be something to include on the differential. Increased reporting when there does appear to be an association is important to build knowledge for other providers in the future. So just keeping in mind that it is a possibility. This class of immunotherapy is quickly becoming more available and therefore dermatologists will be seeing these patients much more than previously, even for other 
skin reactions. I also envision the creation of a reporting database with CAR T cell therapy associated cutaneous manifestations to be a really exciting next step and allow us to better characterize and understand just the possible presentations that we could be seeing in the future and optimize management as well. Well, Dr. Nosbaum, it's been a pleasure and a very instructive interview, at least for me. I hope that for all our listeners, thank you for taking the time to discuss your paper. Yeah, thank you for having me. We hope you have enjoyed this edition of Dialogues in Dermatology. This is Todd Schlesinger, your Editor-in-Chief. For more podcasts, including bonus issues, check us out online at the website of the American Academy of Dermatology or through the Dialogues in Dermatology app. You can now also sync your subscription to your favorite podcast app. New podcasts are released each week in addition to our monthly JAD podcasts. We hope you enjoy these new options for listening to Dialogues and the increasing content for your listening pleasure. Thank you.